Good morning. We're continuing on with our, our message series called Avoiding Relationship Killers. And we're looking this morning at the second most common foolish pattern that we find in the scriptures, which is called the reactive way fool. And we've been looking at a variety of different foolish behaviors that grow out of three embedded heart problems that each one of us finds. We all have something in our hearts that's called stubborn self-centeredness. The scripture talks about this in Proverbs 22.15 when it says, Folly is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline will drive it far from him. So we have this stubborn self-centeredness that drives us to lock onto a goal and then to go after what we want in life. We all want what we want in life. And then to add to that, we also have arrogance, just which is really the desire to push ourselves up above other people, believing that we're entitled to get what we want in life. And that tied to stubborn self-centeredness causes a real problem in relationships. You know, we want what we want and we deserve, we think, to get what we want. And then add on top of that something else called harm or spite, just a willingness to hurt other people in order to get what we want. The scripture is very clear that we struggle with these three heart problems. Uh, the first one can be driven out or can be trained out of us through our parents and their efforts to um, raise us and help us to work past ourselves. But, you know, we carry these things with us and it makes it very, very difficult in relationships to get along with other people. And so, out, growing out of this stubborn self-centeredness, last week we looked at how one of the most common foolish patterns um, is called the Casile Fool, which is an easy way approach to life. The person who's always looking for a magic key in life, looking for shortcuts, often using lying as a tool to get what they want and to avoid conflict. Um, this fool that we're looking at this morning is called the Evil, and it is closely tied to the stubborn self-centeredness, which is the Hebrew word for stubborn self-centeredness is Eveleth, and so this Evil is someone who's who's basically uh, a dedicated um, fool in the sense that they have chosen this as a lifestyle, a very reactive approach to life. When we use the word fool, I think sometimes we 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 think naturally that that, that means you know that there's somehow a mental deficiency in people's lives. But in the scriptures, all of these foolish patterns really are moral deficiencies. There's things morally that these um, characters choose. And, you know, most of us have a tendency um, to struggle with at least one of these foolish patterns. There's five of them that we're going to be looking at over the course of the series, but at least one of them, um, possibly two, that we'll identify and we'll struggle with. And with God's help, he, he can help us change these things. So let's take a look at the reactive way fool. And um, what you find in your listening guide is that he he or she chooses an attitude of stubbornness. They're stubborn and they're determined. They really want to get their own way in life. And they'll lock on to their plan in life and they'll just continue on, regardless of the damage it might bring to other people. So that's their attitude. They're stubborn and they're determined. Uh, their characteristics are they're rebellious and adversarial. They're adversarial and they, if they need you to do something to accomplish their wishes and you hesitate, then the reactive way fool, the avil, will come at you. They'll be adversarial. They'll be attacking in reaction to 
the fact that you're you're not doing what they're wanting. Some other characteristics that are controlling and manipulative. You know, once they decide something should be a certain way, this person is relentless. They'll continue on and on and on, working and scheming in order to get what they want. There's a plan. The key tool of this reactive way, foolish pattern, is they're upset easily. This character, the Avil, chooses anger and oftentimes is annoyed. And so out of their annoyance, they will um, be angry, become angry abruptly. They're somewhat unpredictable in this and causes people to really, you know, avoid them at different points. Proverbs 12.16 is a scripture that says this. It says, a fool shows his annoyance at once, but a prudent man overlooks an insult. So according to this verse, whenever the reactive way fool doesn't get what he wants, it's, it's no mystery to anyone in his life. Shows his annoyance at once. So because of this, people not to, tend not to tell them very many things because they might blow up on them. Also, the reactive way fool is left out in the decision-making loop because you know they decide what needs to happen and, and they make you miserable until you do what they want. And if you choose not to comply, then what they do is they pour on the pressure more and more and more. And you know this makes for a very, very difficult time in relationships. You know If you're relating to someone, you know, among your friends or within your family or on the job, then this really becomes a grind. It kind of just kills a relationship. The reactive way fool has a specific approach to life. If you look at all of what the scripture says, here's some things just to, just to hit some of the key approaches to life for this foolish pattern. First, they follow reluctantly. It's because they've already got a plan figured out. And so why bother following someone else who, who claims to know the way? So they drag their feet. These are the ones that are not listening. They're dragging their feet. Secondly, they choose goals for the authority over them. You know, if, if they're working with their boss, they begin to tell the boss what to do. They ignore boundaries in this way. If they're in the family and there's a leader within that family, they choose to just blow past the boundaries and begin to tell the leader how to lead. And, you know, they just, they just decide what other people need to be doing. Sec- third thing is, they talk while the leader instructs or speaks. They're also unforgiving. They, they decide what others ought to do. You know, the reactive way, foolish pattern, this person uses the word should and ought. Those are big words in their vocabulary. You should have done this. You know, when I told you to do this, you should have listened to me. Or, you know... You ought to try it this way. They, they've got an idea of what others ought to do. They're very focused on how other people should live their lives. Another thing about their approach is they're quick to anger. You know, they're quick to blow up and to react. They're frequently in arguments. You know, anytime you see on sitcoms a real, um, a real difficult, you know, uh, marriage relationship, oftentimes there's a casil or an easy way for and married to an avil, a real strong reactive way fool. And the two just go back and forth. There's frequent arguments about who's going to be in charge. Another thing about their approach is they refuse to take responsibility for wrongdoing. It's just very, very difficult for this kind of person to admit that they've done wrong. Look at Proverbs 14.9. It says, Fools mock at making amends for sin, 
but goodwill is found among the upright. To mock means, you know, to to take to actually, you know, they laugh at taking responsibility for doing wrong. It's almost like trying to speak a foreign language to say they're sorry. You know, it's just very, very difficult for this person to to take responsibility. It's not their native language. Another thing about the reactive way fool is they, they refuse to listen to advice. When people are trying to, you know, give them counsel or, you know, help them so that their life will be a little less painful, the fool reacts to that. Proverbs 12.15 says, The way of a fool, this is that reactive way person, the way of that person seems right to him, but a wise man listens to advice. You know, the idea here is that you know, they've already got life figured out. And so they shut their ears. They're just um, hard of hearing when it comes to advice. Look at the uh, impact of the strategy. You know, first off, it really impacts the the people that are around them. For the reactive way person, if he's he or she's in a family, you know, this is just going to very much create resentment. Resentment builds in others. That's the first thing. Peers, family members, co-workers, people just really grow to resent this type of person because they just keep telling them what to do and how to do it. And you know what? It's not their place. They cross boundaries. And so people begin to resent this kind of person. And it just weighs on them. Look at what the scripture says in Proverbs 27.3. It says, Stone is heavy and sand a burden, but provocation by a fool is heavier than both. You know, over time, this reactive way approach will just become one of the most taxing parts of a relationship. And then this this type of person ends up leaving behind them just a trail of hurt and angry people. So that's the first thing, is resentment builds in others. Another, another um, thing about the impact of this strategy is that they're avoided by others. People find ways for going around them. In the workplace, they... The reactive way person just tends to be left out of the decision-making loop because working with them is just far too painful for others. And, you know, if if they're not dealt with, as time goes on, the reactive way person just finds themselves extremely lonely and isolated from from people and from the world. Proverbs 14.1 says this. It says, The wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears hers down. So through this folly, through this reactive way approach, the scripture says the woman who does this within her home will end up tearing or cutting down their support base. Those that are closest to them will want to avoid them, will want want to have nothing to do with them. She cuts out her support base from under her. Another thing about the impact of this strategy on others is that people become enemies. Over time, people become enemies. Proverbs 21. 29.9 says, If a wise man goes to court with a fool, the fool rages and scoffs, and there is no peace. You know, to rage, this idea is that the fool has, as soon as someone challenges them, the fool reacts emotionally. There's these emotional, angry outbursts. Or they'll scoff, they'll laugh, they'll laugh at, the way that people challenge them. They'll laugh at other people's ideas and approaches. And so if people decide to battle this reactive way fool, the avil, just like a badger, 
they will not let go. They tend to just form grudges that last for years and years and years, if not for a lifetime. Well, not only does this impact us in our relationships to others, but there's a real there's a real impact that this will have on our own lives if we're not careful. Um, one of those things is eventual ruin. Ruin is not something that, that any of us want to be ruined, for our lives to fall apart. Proverbs 10.14 says, Wise men store up knowledge, but the mouth of a fool invites ruin. So, with the way that they react, with the way that they are upset and they, they verbally react to people, that just welcomes ruin or destruction in their own life. So this type of person just lives on the edge of destruction, both relationally and financially. It's because their approach to life, it impacts every area that they intend on controlling. Another thing is that the reactive way person ends up dealing with a lot of illness. The scripture talks quite a, ties this reactive way foolish pattern to physical affliction, illness, and even depression. Look at Psalm 107, verses 17 and 18. It says, Some became fools through their rebellious ways and suffered affliction because of their iniquities. They loathed all food and drew near the gates of death. Well, what you see here is that the reactive way person just ends up going through all sorts of pain. And oftentimes their pain eventually leads them to the point where they're depressed, they're not eating, they're not sleeping. Leads them to a deeper, deeper depression. Eventually leads them to the point of death. You, know, you have suicidal thoughts. There's just all sorts of things that can come for the person who wants to control the lives of other people. So maybe as you've been just listening, as we've looked at this foolish pattern, maybe there's some things that you identify in yourself. That you think, you know what, I can see my own reactive nature because I want what I want and I'm willing to, to just snap and to, to do things in order to get what I want, even if it means running over people. Maybe you notice some of that. Well, there's a couple things I want to highlight as far as how, how God wants us to change this foolish pattern. The first thing is this. is to simply ask him, to ask God to help you see the consequences of your foolishness. Proverbs 9.12 says, If you're wise, then your wisdom will reward you. But if you are a mocker, you alone will suffer. So, I encourage you, especially ask God, God, would you help me to feel the tension that you're creating and help me to see the resentment that's building between me and the people in my life. Maybe it's friends, maybe it's family, maybe it's your, maybe it's your spouse, maybe it's one of your closest friends and you just... You know what? Maybe you just don't realize the way that your reactive approach is just weighing heavily on them. So ask God to help you experience that. Help you to see that from their perspective. Look at how that verse in Psalm 107 continues. Referring to this reactive way approach, it says, Then they, referring to the reactive way fool, Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble. This is verses 19 through 21. And he saved them from their distress. He sent forth his word, and he healed them. God rescued them from the grave. He let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for men. You know, Scripture says that if you'll cry out to God for help, if you'll ask him, God, would you, would you rescue me from this need to control, need to be in charge, would you, would you help me to just release that to you? If you'll do that, God says he'll rescue you. He'll want to lead you right out of this pattern. 
turn your life in a different direction, set you free to experience blessing in your life as you choose to do life His way and let go and release the lives of others into God's hands. That's one of the first things. Just ask Him to help you see the consequences of your foolishness. As you'll do that, if you'll cry out to God, He'll lift you out of affliction. He'll lift you out of depression, suicide, thoughts. God wants to do that in your life. Another thing is this, is to focus on what God wants me to do, not what others ought to do. You know, so often we just want to fix everyone else. You know, we think about what's not right in, in, in life, and there's things we'd want to change, and our first tendency typically is to go and fix the people within our lives, not to fix ourselves, not to let you know God examine our hearts and our ways. And so, one of the keys to change is this. Just focus on what God wants me to do. Focus on my own stuff. You know, Proverbs 3, 5 through 8 communicates this. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on, on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, and turn away from evil. And it will be healing to your body and refreshment to the bones. So, you know, we're encouraged here to focus on what God wants. Trust in Him. Set our hearts to obey Him. In our own lives, to just surrender and to yield our lives to Him and our ways to Him. Not trying to figure out something that makes sense. Like Scripture says, don't be wise in your own eyes. You know, when we try to figure out what makes sense in our own mind... You know, we very quickly move into this realm of, of trying to get what we want, even if it means reacting and controlling other people. So take our hands off that and just focus on what God wants me to do in my own life. And that, Scripture says, will be healing. That will bring real refreshment to you when you just take your hands off of things that God has not put you in charge of. You know, one man said, Life is better since I resigned as ruler of the universe. So refuse to set the agenda for those who are not under your authority. That's God's realm. He doesn't want us to try to control people that He is trying to work in their lives. So the key to change is to just commit to doing life God's way and watch Him bring blessing as you do it His way. God promises to, to do a real work in our lives. He promises to give us a new heart in the person of Jesus Christ. If you'll surrender your life to Him, God wants to begin to bring change. If you've already decided to follow Christ, but you've just noticed that some of these foolish patterns you really struggle with, then I'd really just encourage you to maybe take this message and mull on it. And to maybe jot down some of the approaches that you identify with and some of the struggles that you face. And to begin to get ask God to help you identify the impact of this strategy. And maybe share some of the things that you've, you've discovered and ask somebody in your life to pray with you for victory over this foolish pattern. Let's let's go to God together as we pray.